Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We are not in Toronto. We are... Right, really? Yeah. I don't know. I've been driving around <laughs> for the past couple of days. I have no fucking clue what's going on. I think yesterday I was somewhere north of Kingston and now I'm here and I don't know. Well, it was actually perfect. Um, hey, everyone. It's Amanda and we are in Aurelia. And as I was saying to our guests today, we've got Roxanne and Jack and we are back in uh, Bliss Wellness in Aurelia. We've been here That's before. Yeah. Uh, just less than a year formerly, ago. It was formerly, last formerly fall. A, a radio station. Formerly yes, a radio right. station. Right. right, right Which is right. why it's so great to record here because yeah. we're not Sound in echo rooms. chambers. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's slowly coming back. So Mark and I just drove here from our trailer and I came in and warned everyone I smell like a campfire, but it's fine. Um, we are doing sort of a... a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me. I haven't finished drinking my coffee yet. What am I doing? What am I doing with Roxanne? Follow up. I don't know. Thank you. Follow up, maybe? <laughs> Thanks, Roxanne. Yeah. I have the brain injury. I don't wow. remember. That. <laughs> my word recollection is bad. Okay. <laughs> I've got I've got nothing to say to that. There's no redeeming myself there. <laughs> What am I looking for? Yes, we're doing a follow-up with Roxanne on how she's been doing. So um, we'll get into it a little bit. But for those who remember from, I think, November of last year, Roxanne was in a pretty severe automobile accident and suffered a lot of physical injuries, brain injuries. And when we talked to her last, she was just coming back to work. Since we've been here, things have changed a little bit and she's shifting her career path slightly mm-hmm. with um, a new business partner, Jack, who is here also. I'll let him introduce himself, who's another clinic owner here in Aurelia, Discover Wellness, lots of it. wellnesses. Yeah. And they are going... <laughs> What's the plural of wellness? Wellness well, 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 is what Jack decided. That is, that is hilarious. <laughs> Not a great word. That is hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, these two are going to be starting a virtual business for massage therapists and it's massage mentors. So we wanted to find out a little bit about this new business and how you guys decided to partner up together. And also, again, to follow up, follow up. That's a word that I know with Roxanne about how she's been doing since we saw her last. So thanks for having us back in this non-echoey place. place. Thanks for coming. Um, So as you mentioned, it is a follow up. Uh, I am, and it does also um, get into how Jack and I partnered up as well, because he's part of my rehab journey. Jack is my massage therapist. So through my MBA insurance, I can't um, have any of my own therapists Mm, treat me. It's it's a major conflict of interest to be an MBA patient at my own clinic. So I, I went somewhere else out of town, Wasega Beach. Wasn't enjoying myself. I'll just put it that way. Um, wasn't my style of massage. Uh, and it's it's pretty hard to find really good RMTs that take on MBAs even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a difficult task. Anyways, then Jack, I was his first MBA. He learned how to take on MBAs for me and oh, nice. we became pretty great friends. And that's where in a session one day when he was treating me, I was like, you know what? I don't think it exists, but there should be a mastermind for RMTs. Mm-hmm. There should be uh, mentorship for RMTs. I'm really passionate about mentoring people. Um, I recently started working at a local college in the massage therapy clinic as well. And I'm really passionate cool. about leading students and mentoring students. And I've like, I was a varsity volleyball coach. I've kind of, kind of always had that leadership coach role in my life. And Jack's like, 
That would be amazing. That I don't think that does exist. Anyways, Jack, why don't you introduce yourself? Say hi. That's yeah, all it took. Hi, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just I got I got to let Roxanne roll with it because she's got such an amazing story and she's such a inspiration for for so many of us here in town. She's just so positive and so uplifting. So yeah, we were in the treatment room and it was just she had this just kind of offhand like I don't even know if you like really appreciate it. Like you're just like oh like maybe this thing and it's like no like that's like the best idea I've ever heard. Like we <laughs> let's should, do it. <laughs> we have to do that. Yeah. And so and she's like really like you think we should do it? It's like we have to do it. Like there's no way we can yeah and it's just yeah. kind of grown from there yeah so before we get into roxanne's journey since we saw her last i want to know a little bit about you jack since mm-hmm. we're meeting you first i mean roxanne comes with this idea yes you think it's a great idea but why do you want to get involved in this like tell me a little so bit wait, about wait, your wait. career when, path up wait, to this before point. when you say it was an idea was this just like a i'm on the table and i'm just we're just shooting the shit and then this comes up in well, conversation or well it came up with my boyfriend he's actually um He's in a mastermind for CrossFit gym owners. Okay. And he's in two, and he's actually a virtual coach for CrossFit gym owners. Now, this gotcha. is worldwide. It's an American company. Mm-hmm. He used to be in their group. He used to be mentored by them. And then his gym became so successful, and he was so good at it that right. the it's called Fitfiliate, the company. They actually told him, do you want to be a mentor? Gotcha. Like, you're really amazing at this. So he had said to me, like, you should be a massage mentor because like you're just an incredible person and your mm. business is so impressive. Like you should be a massage mentor. And I was like, yeah, that, okay, that would be okay. fun. And then I just said it to Jack one day. So it was probably him putting the little spark in my head. Right, but, right. Okay, yeah. cool. I got to know. So yeah, background on Jack. I want to know, I know that you graduated in 2014 from Mac because we talked about that off mic. But yeah. since then, sort of what has your career path been? And was this ever a thought for you? Like, did you have this desire to mentor or to teach or to do anything like this? Or was it Roxanne said it? And in that moment, you were like, yeah, cool, I'm in. No, it's always something that I've really enjoyed. I've always just had this feeling that like, if you can teach something to somebody, then obviously you know it really well. So like right from high school, university, and then even when I graduated massage school, they kind of asked me to come back and be uh, like an assistant teacher or whatever at the school. And at the time, I just had other things that I wanted to get going. I was really passionate about starting my own business. And so obviously in the intervening years, I've made that happen. I have a massage clinic of my own now, but um, when Roxanne suggested the idea, it's just like, this is, this is perfect. Like we both made so many mistakes starting our own businesses and there's so much that we yep. have to share. We've earned it and learned it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, this is this dream of mine. And when you start looking online, there's nothing like there's really nothing out there for starting or there's not a lot. So I guess really should say about getting your clinic up and running off the ground as a massage therapist. And so it's just like, we could totally give tons of value to people out here and just sharing our experiences and the troubles and mistakes that we've made so other people don't have to go through what we went through. You know what? We've talked about this on so many other episodes about massage therapists coming out of school. And I won't say this is a mistake. This is not the path I would necessarily take. But a lot of RMTs, they come out, they get licensed. And the first thing they want to do is take any and every like modality and learn all of these different things and take all these continuing education courses. That's not necessarily a bad idea. But Jack of all trades is a master at none. Exactly. <laughs> yep. This is exactly where I was going with this. It's like <laughs> you're in my brain, Roxanne. <laughs> but it's, that's, we've always said like the better idea might be to find a mentor and really start learning about the business, especially if you want to eventually own your own business, open your own clinic, is get somebody who's already done this and start learning about that. And if you want to take courses, cool. We obviously, as continuing education providers, we encourage everybody to take courses, but 
take courses that make sense for you and what type of therapist you are and what you want your practice to look like, right? Instead of taking I think everything. a part of taking everything possibly is I don't know what I am. I don't know what That's I want to be. And therefore, exactly. Yep. Let me yeah. let me go expose myself to a whole bunch of things and then maybe something will stick. I and don't yeah, know. you what have to you have to get Nothing. exposure, but that's why I like this idea that you guys have of being mentors and somebody finding a mentor that makes sense for them and that's in alignment with them and that can show them these are all the things that I've done. This is what's worked, this is what hasn't worked. And it doesn't mean that you're creating a recipe for these people, but giving some real life experience, right? Yeah. And as the business grows and our clientele grows, we would like to narrow down our mastermind groups as well. It would be great to have a mastermind group of just new graduates who need that mentorship, um, who can all feed off of each other and collaborate with each other while they decide kind of what path they want to go on, perhaps, so they can do that before they open a clinic. And then what we would love to have, and this is what we're trying to really start off with, is clinic owners specifically or RMTs that want to open a clinic or kind of new clinic owners or any clinic owner that wants to kick ass more and do better. I love it. Well, there's a lot of business coaches in the States, right? Like there's a billion and one of them, not Mm -hmm. so many, not as many here. So you guys obviously have done the searching. Would you call yourself a business coach or is this not that way? Like tell me a little bit about... Maybe more of a mentor Mm because I know business coaches exist in every industry. And I actually have an RMT that works here that told me... um, she was used to be in a mastermind for just general business owners. And mm-hmm. she's like, I wish that just a massage therapist mastermind existed back mm-hmm. then because just a business owner's mastermind wasn't tailored enough right. to her and what she needed to do. So why don't you guys tell me how this is going to work? What is this mastermind or what is your vision for it? Yeah, we're really just excited, I think, to create an opportunity. Uh, part of the idea of the mastermind, obviously, is that it's a collaboration effort, right? It's not just us preaching and telling people what to do, right? Like I think it's maybe when you think of a business coach, it's like, this is my problem. Please tell me what to do. And then I'm just going to do whatever you say. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the vibe that we're going for. We want to have a more collaborative um, environment where everybody's kind of working together to solve problems, right? Like, I mean, Rox and I have tons of experience running clinics and and having business uh, hardships and success and all of that. But as well, the people that are going to be joining this group are amazing therapists in their own right. So just getting that collaborative effort where you feel comfortable coming to this space, you know that you have, you know, depending on how big the group gets, kind of 8, 10, 12 people that are on your side that are willing to help you get through whatever it is that you're dealing with. Because sometimes it's just, you know, hey, have you thought about this? No. Oh, my goodness. That's like exactly what I need to do. And so just getting that culture of everybody kind of working together to make sure that all of our businesses um, are doing the best they possibly can. Exactly. And there are certain um, areas of focus we are going to lead the group to, um, like branding and marketing, creating core values and your vision for your business. Um, Taking those core values and learning how to hire the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, how to hire in general, bring on, um, do a really great onboarding process, your clinic staff, your clinic operations. Um, time is money. That's my number one thing. Um, you guys likely know what that means. As a business owner, you often spend so much time doing unpaid things. Time is money. Having time with your family, having time off, going to the trailer this weekend that is just like earning money, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. being able to have time off. And that's why a lot of people want to business own so that they can have freedom. Freedom is money. Um, as well as organizing finances and accounting. Lots of RMTs make 
big financial mistakes, especially surrounding HST. Mm-hmm, Almost mm-hmm. every RMT I talk to makes a big HST mistake their first couple of years. Jack and I both did um, personal growth and leadership. Um, I'm huge on personal growth. Everybody should want to be a better person all the time. How are you going to do that? What are you doing to invest in yourself all the time and leadership skills? So those are kind of the key areas we'll direct the group, but mainly it'll be focused on where our clients feel they need to have more success and feed off that. That's awesome. So it sounds really open-ended that it's, you know, whatever your your concerns are, not even concerns, it's like you said, if you're just somebody who's very goal-oriented and wants to do better, then you can join this group and you're going to have a bunch of people led yeah. by two people with a lot of experience. Yeah. Um, you sort of helped me segue into this part then, okay. you know, talking about personal growth. I know that was something we talked about last year when we were yeah. here. And I know don't you remember, are, but yeah. <laughs> you are like just so hardcore and goal driven. And yeah. I remembered numerous times, you know, Jack just obviously recent I assume it was recently listened to the episode because he seems to be the only one at this table that remembers yeah. specifics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but one thing that I kept saying is I was like genuinely blown away by how driven you were. You know, you had been through something very traumatic where I think there would have been a lot of people who were like, you know, fuck it, I'm going to take some time off. Mm-hmm. I need to heal. And of course, you were doing that. But your your treatment plan alone was a full time job. And when we were here, you were also getting back into treating and mm-hmm. helping other people. So mm-hmm. I just want an update on what's been going on since then, like physically with your body. You, yeah. you told me off mic that your brain injury was actually worse than you, oh, it's way you really worse. thought it was yeah. when we talked to you. So yeah. I want to hear what's been going on with your yeah. you know, me- mentally, physically, emotionally. Let's, let's talk about brain injuries first. So I have a frontal lobe brain injury. Part of having a frontal lobe brain injury is not understanding you have a fucking brain injury, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Your frontal lobe is your personality, your memory. So all of these things were happening to me. And part of a frontal lobe brain injury is not being able to recognize that I'm being, I'm even being affected. Right. right? right. So I had a really hard time last, I would say, January um, with realizing like all of a sudden I started to forget September, October. And I started to realize like, wow, my memory is really bad. And I mean, I see a speech and language pathologist, an occupational therapist, a social worker, and they set me up with um, all of these amazing strategies to overcome any of those things from my brain injury. Um, As I mentioned before, I started a new career um, at one of the local colleges in the clinics. Mm -hmm. Like I started another business. So like from the outside, people are like, oh, she probably doesn't have a brain injury. She's doing great. Look at all of these big successes she's doing. But it's really hard for me. I have to have all of these strategies in place all the time. Uh, Living with a brain injury is super, super tough. Um, But I was telling Jack recently, it's been better. I've been supplementing with some different um brain supplements magnesium mm. um fish oils and things seem better sleep is amazing <laughs> um uh that's kind of a different story but so that is my cognitive side of it i'm still in physiotherapy for 1 hour a week i do crossfit every day so i'm constantly strength strength training uh my nerve damage just like healed itself miraculously. Like I had sciatic nerve damage, ulnar nerve damage, Mm -hmm. and I've had all the conduction tests and they're like, I can't even believe your nerve healed itself. And it's because I fucking move. I move my body. I create the pathways. And then 
same with my brain injury. I'm bringing oxygenated blood to my brain all the time. I've been doing cardio. I hopped on the rower, the bike. I was biking with one leg. Like I'm just kind of, I don't know, getting things moving. I think for a brain injury, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, physical activity is number one. And yeah, then I do physio. So I have uh, PCL damage. I have to wear a brace all the time. It's at my foot right now. I don't have it on, but I have to wear a PCL brace. I'm going to get all my hardware removed. Physically, I'm doing great. I just push jerked 120 pounds over my head. I'm doing awesome physically. It's more the long-term brain injury side effects, mental side effects. Oh, and I have tons of body pain, like uh, neck pain, knee pain. I'm going to dabble into some CBD soon so that I can get off pain medication. I take naproxen. I just, I'm so health driven. I don't want to be on pain medication right, all the right. time. So going to dabble into some CBD, see how that goes. Uh, it's more of a better for long term, I feel, than mm-hmm. than uh, heavy medication. Absolutely. So that's where I'm at. And then that's where I kind of life path brought me to Jack. And now we're doing this and I'm, I'm really, really excited. So we're going to launch September 27th is going to be our very first mastermind class. But leading up to that, we actually just did a webinar. Yeah, absolutely. This is super, super exciting. Even just everything going into it. I guess it's one of those things like when you have your own physical brick and mortar business, you're like, oh, like to do an online thing would just be this extra thing, right? But then you mm-hmm. get into it and it's like, oh my goodness, like online <laughs> business is like, yeah, it's a beast, which yeah. is mm-hmm. which is amazing. It's very humbling. And so I think we both had a lot of fun learning how much goes into to what, you know, you guys obviously are experts at this stuff. So maybe we should just call you right from the beginning. I don't know about experts. I couldn't <laughs> even remember words. <laughs> I don't know how much I trust me right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So this webinar is called Five Strategies to Successfully Start Your Own Massage Clinic. And so it's a half hour long. So it's definitely not a deep dive into every single piece of information that we could possibly share, but it's a fantastic kind of starting point. If you're thinking about starting out on your own, if you start out on your own and you're having some struggles, we kind of go through some of the biggest mistakes that we've made and the skills, the tools that we found that helped us overcome those mistakes and those strategies. So I think very, very, very helpful. I think it would be useful for any clinic owner. So it's tailored towards people that want to go out on their own. But also if you're just like a new clinic owner or a clinic owner, you feel like your business isn't as successful as you want it to be. I think the webinar would be good too. Well, it's a great introduction, right? So somebody might watch this webinar or join the webinar and get all they need, but they might on the other hand, realize I need a lot more help than I thought I did, mm-hmm. right? And that's where you guys come in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of amazing bonuses that go with it too. A uh, big one for us as we were kind of growing and scaling the businesses was just kind of being clear on what makes a good staff member and what doesn't. So we have a whole ebook PDF on, on core values and vision and making sure that you're able to communicate that kind of stuff clearly to your team, which is super important for us. And then another one on, on finances, because I think that's the biggest one. I can talk a lot about some of the mistakes I made financially when I first started, but we've all been there, right? We've all done stuff where there's they just tea or making decisions when you start your business. And so there's a spreadsheet that kind of helps you go through and understand what you need to be aware of when you're starting your business. Because chances are, that's the stuff that you don't think about that really blindsides you more than the stuff that you're aware of, right? Like mm-hmm. nobody's going to sign a lease for rent that's too expensive. But then when you have other expenses on top of that, it's like, shit. Mm. <laughs> uh, so so those are all included for free with the webinar, which is pretty pretty amazing. It's right a pretty on. big bundle to get people started. What do you think the one of the biggest mistakes clinic owners make? Hiring the wrong staff, mm. not creating their core value, um, and just not coming up with the vision for their business. Like, nice. who are the people you want to be treating? Because mm-hmm. if you just get any Joe Blow in the door and you're treating all these people... like. 
RMTs tend to get really stale and bored. Yep. Yep. So like a clinic, like let's say I love to treat TMJ dysfunction. I only want to treat people with TMJ dysfunction coming through my door and that's who I'm going to market to. That's who I'm going to cater to. I'm going to be the master at TMJ treatment. And then you're doing six TMJ dysfunction treatments a day. You're going to be excited. You're going to be passionate. You're Absolutely. not going to have someone who comes in and is like, can I get MLD to my knee? Yeah. And you feel like we you're talk just petting about that. someone. We talk about that quite often where if, yeah. you, if you miss with your mission statement, which is your public declaration of your values mm-hmm. as an organization. First of all, we always started off with like, because we teach a business course and we start our business course off by saying, forget it. You're not a therapist anymore. Like if you think of yourself as a therapist, you think about patients, you think about clients, you think about outcomes, you don't think about business growth. Yeah. So stop it right now. You're an organization, you're a company. Stop start it. to think of yourself as such. Yeah. And part of that is that mission statement, that declaration of your values. And once you have that and you find a way to display that and it resonates with a whole bunch of people, then that's the people you're going to attract. So we we always call it a mismatch. We're trying to avoid the mismatch. And Mm -hmm. the mismatch is a patient coming in for treatment, something that you don't enjoy doing or you don't do it well. And no one here is happy in this scenario. Mm -hmm. And this leads to a massive clusterfuck. This is also where the burnout happens, right? Yes, it's very common. All these RMTs who think that, oh, you can only last five or 10 years in this career. You can only last five or 10 years in this career Do if something you this hate. mismatch is happening. Because yeah. it's not a physical burn. Our job is not hard. Physically, mentally, it's really not. Mentally, mentally it can be. It, exactly, it can I'm an be. empath and Me sharing too. a space with somebody for an hour is a lot mm. when they're like, a dark cloud raining on you. Yes. And it's a mismatch. Exactly. I can't do that. And I think yeah. that's where the burnout happens, right? Yeah. So I think the RMTs that are backing out after five years, I don't think it's because, oh, my body physically can't handle it. Yeah, you probably do have some physical symptoms, but it's more likely caused by the fact that you're not happy. Well, yeah. You're not doing what you want they to be haven't, doing. They haven't created the mission statement. They haven't created the company vision. They haven't... Uh, Develop the branding. Yeah, they haven't displayed. Maybe they've developed a brand, but they haven't displayed it properly, or you know, sent the message out so it's received by whom you want to receive it, and that creates that whole mismatch, and it really fucks everything up. It makes working so fucking and, unenjoyable. And what did you say in our webinar exactly? Visualize the person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like I was looking for a second. It's like, what she's gonna throw me on the bus? What am I supposed to be talking about? Because I love this part. When we did the webinar, and he when we did the webinar, and he did his points, I was like damn, I need to do this for bliss. <laughs> so so what I call it was an ICA, an ideal customer avatar. There's lots of different names for it, but right, basically right. like getting as clear as you possibly can on who the person is. So you can have a male or a female, or you can have as specific as you want to be about it, but like, you know, what are they like? What can are they it be dislike? Keanu Reeves? It can definitely be Keanu Reeves. That, that was, for, that was really for our like, friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> no, no, that's perfect. I'd love, if Keanu Reeves came into my clinic every day, I feel like he'd just be a really nice guy, you know? Like, I'd never hope give so. I want him to be my patient, for I'd sure. I'd hope so, because <laughs> I would be upset if he was a dick. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, One of those people you'd be super disappointed. But yeah, so just getting as clear as you possibly can on the person that you want to be attracting. That way, when you're doing Facebook posts and when you're doing whatever kind of promotion you're trying to do, you're being super, you'd already know in your head who you're trying to advertise Mm -hmm. to. So then your your wording and your messaging is specific to that person. Because if you try and please everybody. Please nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is there's so many RMTs. There's so many massage clinics. There's so many wellness clinics. Like God, you guys own wellness clinics like a stone a throw away from each other. A stone throw away from each other. Yeah, but you're both successful, right? Because you're not mm-hmm. competing. You're not competing. Roxanne's clients are not your clients, Jack. And right? And that's, that's what Jack says in our webinar too. Wow, yeah, it's like I'm in your brain now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he looked even more afraid. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think about the owner operator? The owner of the clinic that also works in the clinic as an RMT. What do you think about that? Or do you think that maybe the role should shift a little bit if I'm going to go into clinic ownership? Maybe my goal here is not to treat patients and clients as readily. Maybe it's more about making sure my team is busy and full and the brand is being That's displayed. my role right now in my right. own personal clinic um, because I can't physically treat as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the owner operator needs to just be the best leader ever Cheers. and show so much compassion and caring for their therapists. I think that a, a lot of bad scenarios where RMTs get into working at chiropractic clinics, physio clinics, is they feel like I want to say a piece of meat, not a piece of meat, but like an income. What's the word I'm looking for? Someone who just brings money in for them. They're basically a puppet. A puppet. Yeah. You do this because my patients need this. You don't have any autonomy to figure out how you want to treat or what plans you want. Me, the physio or me, the Cairo, I will tell you what to do and you become the puppet. And I see that a lot. It's okay if you like being a puppet. Yeah, I mean, I personally don't want to be a puppet. I don't want someone shoving their hand up my ass. You know, I knew you were going to say that. Like you. And I'm going to talk about stuff. I mean, generally, I don't want anyone shoving their hand up my ass regardless if I'm a puppet or not. RMT owned and operated clinics are where it's at. Because they have been in your shoes one day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Like they they know exactly how you want to be treated. And that's how like people will say to me, like, how does your staff get so big? And I'm like, because I know how they want to be treated as an RMT. Um, and and that's mostly chiros and physios. Uh, mostly chiros, actually. I'll meet chiros and they'll be like, oh, I need to hire so badly. How Like, how did you get 14 RMTs on your team? And I'm like, because I'm not a fucking chiro. That's yeah. <laughs> That sounds really bad. Solution, don't be a chiro. It's it's the truth, though. Yeah, treat them as I would want to be treated as an RMT. Clinic owners really miss that mark. And I've been saying it and Mark's been saying it. We're like a broken record. If you want to have a successful practice, which both of you obviously do this, you do need to find staff that align with your core values. But also you need to know what they want. And, you know, as you were saying, Roxanne, hiring people who want to have personal growth, you're not trying to hire these people and keep them and keep them, you know, you want you want them to grow. And if that means eventually they grow out of your clinic, then they grow out of your clinic. Right. And then you bring someone else in that you're happy to mentor and do the same thing for. But most likely what ends up happening is these 14 RMTs who work for you are so fucking happy because you let them be autonomous. You let them run their business. You let them be the type of therapist they want to be. They're going to stay. And then you don't have high turnover. And that's how the clinic gets successful. You don't want to go to a clinic where every time you come in, there's new faces, there's new therapists. Mm-hmm. That's that's not where the patients want to be. So a yeah. lot of the focus as a clinic owner, yes, of course, it's on marketing and whatever, but it needs to be internal, right? What's Absolutely. happening in these walls and what are my staff doing? How do they feel? That's where you get the most success because if they're happy, they're going to want to work their asses off and be busy for you, right? And it's such a balance, right? Because obviously when you're running a business, there has to be some thought about money and profitability and all of these things. But really, I think when you see the biggest success, and this is something that, that Rox and I aspire to do really well, whether or not it actually happens on any given day, it depends. But focusing on those relationships we're talking about, right? Because it makes such a difference at every level. Like if you have that amazing staff that's been there for 10 years, then when your patients come in the door, it's these familiar faces they've seen for 10 years, right? Yep. Versus the newest massage therapist that's come in the door. And as the business owner, it's your same people all all the way through, right? Versus just these new, like constantly stressing to try and find more therapists, try and find more therapists. You just have this awesome team that you know values you and respects you and it goes both ways. So I think when you focus on the relationship everything else kind of takes care of itself. What do you want 
RMTs who are not clinic owners, what do you want them to know about clinic ownership? Because you see it in Facebook groups all the time, how where RMTs are working as an independent contractor for another RMT or another chiropractor, and they're complaining about something that is being done here. Costs and, more. And you're Costs sick more than th- they think. Exactly. So <laughs> give us a little piece of that because that is the one thing that you'll always see a clinic owner chime in and say, listen, you have no fucking idea how much things are costing me here. <laughs> yeah. So you think I'm walking away be getting rich off of your 60-40 split that we're doing here you're sadly mistaken type oh, of thing. 100%. So why don't we speak to that a little bit and maybe maybe we need to shut them up a little bit hidden yeah. fee yeah. <laughs> hidden fees uh people don't realize point of sale fees might be a thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. like the more your clinic grows the higher that fee is but my my point of sale fees were astronomical at one point i had to switch point of sale companies but those are like really small things and that's one small thing that people don't realize right so it's just paying money to take money from people. In our webinar, we go off, I go off on all the expenses and I just list them and I'm like and I'm probably forgetting tons because there is so many. There's so many. So many. I know every time we teach the business course, I don't bring this up anymore because Mark would always roll his eyes, but it was every clinic owner I talked to would say the same thing, all the little things that add up. And I would always like make a joke at some point. And I'm like, don't forget the toilet paper. Like that's yeah. stupid. and sm- But it's every little small thing when you're running a clinic. It's I One clinic I worked at, it was a massage therapist owned clinic. There were a lot of um, complaints happening within the clinic about how much we were all paying for rent. I actually found it to be very reasonable. I think Mark was on my page where he found my rent was pretty reasonable. Um, But there were some people who felt it was really high. And I remember one therapist saying to me, well, the owner only pays X amount per month in rent. And I was like, okay. And she said, so we're paying the rent. I'm like, okay. Where is she making money though? Like there's also the point of sale fees. There's all of the linens. There's the, yeah, like the utility bills, like the amount of, I was like, you guys don't understand how much money she's actually putting out. Insurance. Yes. It costs so much money. Payroll costs. Um, your income tax, HST, HKIV, if you're doing MBA stuff. Yes. We do MBA stuff. Putting away like EI, CPP. We do all that for our employees too. Like my, uh, payroll i have to remit monthly mm-hmm. is so much money <laughs> so much money yeah. yeah so all these little things that rmts that don't they they just don't get that part yeah. of it they just show up and treat exactly right, right? Yeah. and so they're complaining about oh the clinic owner's walking away with so much money blah 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 my split is garbage or whatever the case is and i think this is where it's so important for that clinic owner to be able to create a company culture that their therapists really want to be a part of and that way if they're not making say the greatest amount of money they could be making something a little bit better somewhere else the environment that they're in is ideal for what they really want and that creates that happy you know happy work environment and also if you are working in a clinic that you really love like i said before you'll be motivated to work harder absolutely and clinic owners do recognize that especially massage therapist clinic owners if you're the therapist that's constantly you know uh if you're the person that doesn't even have space in your schedule for new patients, you're that busy and you're constantly bringing in money, clinic owners recognize that, they will reward you for that. You might get a larger split than somebody else or whatever it is. Absolutely. Clinic owners, what type of personality traits, what type of what type of behaviors do you feel that you got to just fucking let that go? You got to let that go if you want growth to happen. Give me some examples of these types of things. What are they hanging on to that's 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 slowing their success? The biggest one we kind of circled around this a little bit is that balance between being a practicing massage therapist and being the clinic owner. Um, for myself personally, I kind of had this expectation of myself that I was going to maintain the client load that I had before I bought the clinic. Right. 
and do everything else. Because, you know, mm. I had to show everybody, like, lead by example as far as treating a certain number of people every week, but then do payroll and do this and do that. And that's not healthy at all. Like, right. you can't, you have to make time. Like, there's a huge difference between being a successful massage therapist and being a successful clinical owner. And so, yes, you still want to be treating if that's something that's important to you, but you can't have that overrun, you know, your balance in your life and, and all of that. So, if you hold on to being the the busiest and the most full schedule massage therapist at your clinic while also being the owner. Mm. I feel like that's just unsustainable long-term. Absolutely. And what comes to my mind is be humble. Um, don't, don't have any ego at all. Uh, people want to feel like they're your colleague, mm. not that you are their boss. Mm -hmm. I always make everybody feel appreciated as if they are my colleague. You have to let go too. I think you have to give people the space to be their amazing selves kind of thing. It's a really easy when it's your business and it's your money and it's your name on the line to be like, this is how it's going to be and this mm -hmm. is what we're going to do and kind of get in and micromanage everything. Yeah, like be open to their ideas and accepting of their ideas to make changes in your clinic that will make them happy. And it's super rewarding too. Like this, sometimes I come into the clinic and our reception is like, oh my goodness, like I did this, this and this and this and it's like this and it's so great. And you're just like, wow. Like, that's so amazing. Like, thank you for all of that. Like, mm -hmm. I would have never thought to do any of that. And I didn't even have to ask you. Like, it's so re rewarding as a leader when people, when you give people a space to do good things. And they generally, I find they reward you with amazing, awesome things that you would have never came up with. Yourself. That's absolutely a key piece. It's the kind of giving, giving people the tools to become good leaders. It's not necessarily, oh, I'm going to be a great clinic owner. I'm going to be a great boss. But can you be a leader on top of that? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole different other attributes that you got to, you got to have in your toolbox. Yeah. And you guys are leading other regulated healthcare professionals, right? So you don't need to be hovering over them and micromanaging them. They they should want to and know how to do everything on their own and, you know, just look to you for leadership, guidance, mentorship, massage mentors. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a big thing with this, with this, um, uh group that we're starting as well. It's just, it kind of gets lonely at the top, right? Like when you're a clinic owner, like maybe, you know, one other person or two other people, but you don't have like a group of people that you can bounce ideas off. And I don't know if you guys have run into this or not, but then you try and talk to your friends about it and they're just kind of like glaze over and they're like, cool, dude, you own a business or whatever, right? Like they just don't get it because they don't own yeah. their own business. People who don't own their own businesses literally don't want to hear anything that we have to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have this idea true. that it's so easy. So when you're like, oh my goodness, like I'm struggling so much with this business. They're like, what do you mean? Like your business is awesome. And people so well. assume because you're a business owner, you make a bunch of money like what what is that about <laughs> everyone assumes that like oh you own a business you have so much money and it's like no i was talking to a guy at my bank the other day it's he what he you tricked going to me. the bank <laughs> no i was actually it was actually grocery shopping i was in the superstore and um i was walking by pc financial and i have like a pc mastercard and whatever so i'm walking by these guys are tricky i i called him out on it but Ultimately, he won and I lost and it was my own fault. Um, I was walking by a one day and this guy goes to me, nice tattoo. And I said, thank you. And I kept walking. Three days later, I'm walking by a different guy goes, nice tattoo. And I was like, okay, hey, is this what you guys do? Like, is this how you get people to stop and talk to you? But fuck, it worked. I stopped and talked to yeah, him. It did work. Sucker. But in that conversation, I said something like, oh, no, I own my, because I think he might have asked about employment. And I said, oh, I own two businesses. His eyes bulged out of his head. Like, suddenly I was important. I was like, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Like, <laughs> I'm selling I'm candles person, on a beach. Right. I'm like, I'm the person that owns the business. It doesn't mean, you know, I'm, a billionaire and I have a man like no 
I'm like I'm here. I am in the superstore in Scarborough. Tell me about tell me about how this program works. Is it a membership based model? What, what, how does this whole thing work? Oh yeah, so it is going to be. We're gonna have a two hundred and fifty dollars sign up fee, but we're gonna waive that um, for the first month because we really want to get things going and encourage people to join. And then it's gonna be ninety dollars a month. We're going to kick off our week on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. biweekly. So biweekly calls from 10 to 11 every other Monday, $90 a month. And then all the other support that goes with it as well. So we're going to have a private Facebook group. So again, if there's anything kind of in between those calls where it's like, oh my goodness, like this just happened, like, you know, my one of my employees is sick or this happened with a client or whatever it is, throw it in the Facebook group and then you have access to that that support kind of 24-7, not any hour of the day, but within reason. Yeah, I'm on social media too much, so I'll be I'll be on it throughout the day, every day. Well, that's going to be questions. your job now. Yeah. So now you have that was like Mark. Mark's job is social media now, and so before yeah. I used to complain like you're always on your phone, and now I'm like, oh, well, you always have to be on your phone. I got nothing left to complain about. No, now I've now now instead of my phone, it's like I got three freaking. What massage therapist has three freaking monitors going on? At the same time? <laughs> I've seen your pictures. Oh, I've seen it's your... so stupid. Actually, I've, I've taken a do. course at your. I've, yeah, so yeah, I've yeah. seen your office yeah it's, it's what you got to do the role yeah. changes so yeah. yeah yeah but i'm still a massage therapist i still keep that title because this is this to me is still massage therapy I, just because i'm not 100 hands deep into someone's back or whatever the case is like i'm still a massage therapist. that's just yeah. it because of my brain injury and my cognitive function i can't and because i'm an empath after treating two people I'm mentally, cognitively fatigued. It's not that physically I can't do it. Like I will get neck pain and knee pain from mm-hmm. doing that, but it's more cognitively I can't. So I'm like, how can I turn what I'm passionate about and being a massage therapist into income with hands off? Mm-hmm. And like one hour, it'll be a tiring call for me, our uh, massage mastermind, but I know it's Mondays. I can prepare for that. I can come into it with a, I don't have my kids on weekends. I can come into it with a very fresh brain and then like convert it to my passion as as a massage therapist that's not treating. I like it. I want to talk for a second about being an empath because you've said it a couple yeah. of times and I don't think people who don't deal with this understand like Mm -hmm. there's sometimes like I literally need to go sit in a dark corner and I'm like I don't even want to say yes or no like just don't talk to me at all explain to Mark somebody like Mark who doesn't understand what is it like coming out of a treatment when I mean you now also on top of that have the brain injury but being an empath what does that feel like when dealing with somebody's energy and where like how do you how do you recharge after that what's how do you what's the saying bitch don't kill my vibes so when, when you're an empath, they kill your vibes. <laughs> okay. So like you're, let's say you're in a treatment room. So I treat MVA rehab patients. Um, let's say they come in and uh, my vibe always, I am super positive, happy. Uh, it's hidden behind my mask, but I always have a beaming smile. Like I'm that person for them. And this is why they probably like to come see me because I give them my positivity. I give people my energy. Right. People feel almost better after they come and see me because I, I don't know, I, I can transfer that to them, yeah. but then okay. that leaves you depleted and you are very sensitive to their negative vibes as well. Like you can, I can look at someone and I, I see color auras. We, I'm very mystic. We won't get into that stuff. I see color auras when I look at someone, but you can literally look at someone and it, it's as if like they're Eeyore or there's like a dark cloud raining on them wherever they walk and you feel that and it, kills your vibe hmm. that's uh that's being an empath do you have control of that the color or thing uh yeah 
Yeah. So it's whether or not, (laughs) whether or not you're, you're in tune to it and you allow yourself to see it. You can turn it on and off whenever you want, like a switch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Can you, can you tell me what's going on? Well, (laughs) what I, (laughs) what I do, um, what my best thing as being an empath is I call it like a lily pad. When I go into my treatment room, I'm jumping on my lily pad and I'm putting my guard up the best I can. And when I leave my lily pad, my treatment room, I'm jumping off the lily pad. It's kind of like learning like to not, visual. yeah, mm. learning to not take when I get on my lily pad, learning to not take anybody's emotions in with me. Right. Do you feel you're getting better at that? Yes, and it's very common RMTs to be empaths to feel emotions of others because we're in a space with somebody for an hour straight and we're touching and them. yeah, a lot of most of the RMTs here have. Um, I didn't think this was going to go down this rabbit yeah. hole, but uh, most are mystics. Some have psychic capabilities. Oh, it's insane. Um, some w- will see past loved ones of their patients. Yep. Some will, yeah. Like, And it's very common as RMT. We just did a podcast with someone like that and it blew did me you, away. What, what's it called? I can't remember the it name It hasn't come out yet. It hasn't come okay. out yet? We've recorded it. It's edited. It's yeah. ready to go. Okay. It's coming. I, yeah. Well, I would love to listen <laughs> to that like, one dude, because it's... the therapist here, my boyfriend calls them witches. He says we're all witches. Yeah. But it's like, it's the type of, you. if you have any, if you're an empath and you have any abilities like that, the way to channel it is no technology. So you're in your treatment room, you're mm. in a calming space, and mm-hmm. you're feeling other people's energies. And then uh, you can channel like, oh, I'm getting this thought about somebody. Why am I thinking about this? Mm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about this person's child. And then you like, you can start to realize like, why am I having these thoughts? Right. And like, those are psychic messages. Yeah. And this person you. that was on our podcast, she would ask the client's permission like do you want to receive this message that i'm mm-hmm. getting type of thing and if mm-hmm. you do then we're going to open this up and if you don't yeah. cool I'll, I'll shut her down a little bit yeah and it was it, it creeped me the hell out a well little it was bit. also yeah. because we weren't prepared for that we thought no. we were recording an episode with a death doula which she was not, not like yeah. i see but dead we people, didn't like, know like, yeah. we didn't know she was also clairvoyant so that was yeah. a like big she's the kid from six sense i'm like what cool. you talked to bruce willis what? what i think being an empath though like there's there's a lot of good to it as well i think it's what helps me really connect with people and you know as you said there's people who come to see me and I think they feel better just from my presence you know just because I can I don't know make their day better somehow and I think I I understand people better because I can feel like their energy and whatever's going on and that's so me, I, can, I, I understand everybody so is yeah. this a scenario yeah. where you guys have to say stuff or are you just being there and accepting information from somebody else and energy from somebody else is calming enough for to that person i'm curious because like for me like i'm not this but still folks feel pretty decent when they walk away from hanging out with me for a little bit but i think it's more in the stuff that i say do you know what i mean i think it's more about my verbal interaction you, with yeah them well you also else. give people a vibe like you need to care less about shit. <laughs> Is that right? That's what I'm saying. I'm very understanding. He, he like, literally so says to me, on, like, nobody should, cares. Yeah. Like, All the time. Yeah. No nobody fucks. cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. Why yeah. do you care so much? Right, yeah. Relax. Right. You give people that vibe. So yeah. people that overanalyze, overthink would really like, could take that lesson away from you gotcha. and be like, I feel good. I need to stop fucking, I need to be like him and I need to not fucking care. <laughs> yeah. So one of my favorite shows is Shit's Creek. I've mentioned it a billion times nobody in episodes because I'm like no, obsessed with it. But me. Mark doesn't, not he doesn't like the show. I shouldn't say that he gets upset when I say that, but he's not as into it as I am. But there's one episode where 
David is like freaking out about doing like a driving test or something. And his sister, Alexis, goes to him, David, nobody cares. And he's like, what do you mean? She's like, you think people care about stuff? Nobody cares. So anytime, even if I'm having like a little freak out, he'll look at me and he's like, David, nobody cares. I'm like, you're right. Nobody cares. I need to chill the fuck out. Nobody cares. <laughs> David. That's interesting. Well, you were asking. No, I, I, I mean, it's for me, at least, like I said, I yeah. think it's my ability just to understand or even just understanding what they need. So understanding that, okay, this person needs to be calm right now. This yep. person needs quiet right now. Or sometimes the person wants conversation, right? And so like, it's just understanding like where to go with this in the treatment room. So I think it's helped me. And just like you said, I just feel like I understand people. Yeah. And I think, I think RMTs in general need to be better at that because I think that's a lesson that you can transfer to your employees or as a business owner, like treating, treating patients is like, what do I always call it? I call it uh, social awareness. Mm. And that can be understanding people. Like if that person comes in and let's say they're usually chatty and you can tell they don't want to talk that day. Don't talk to them. Right. Yes. The RMT that talks way too much to people, like those are people that don't have good social awareness. Right. And as understanding people, I think our vibe picks up like, oh, Judy really seems down today, like she doesn't want to talk. I'm just going to really give her an amazing treatment so that she feels better. Mm -hmm. And some therapists wouldn't have that social, I call it social awareness. I like that. They wouldn't be able to be like, they would just be like, oh, Judy, last time we were talking about your granddaughter, she's starting school. And then right. they go off and they make her talk. And it's like, can't you tell? Read the she doesn't room, yeah. read, read the, the room. Read the room. <laughs> That's my favorite. I say that to my kids all the time. I, they don't understand it, but it's really adorable. Like when one of them is like going crazy and like a really like mellow time, maybe something bad just happened. Maybe somebody else is upset. And I'm like, girls, read the room. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I think RMTs and if you're a business owner, your staff need to understand is how to read the room. If you have one therapist that's not getting a lot of patient rebookings, mm -hmm. perhaps they're socially awkward. Perhaps they're like, and that's hard to relate to somebody, but it's like, well, like, what, why are you, what are you talking about? I can hear you talking constantly to your patients. That is hard to relate to somebody though. Like when you see the problem with a the therapist is their retention and they can't figure out why aren't these people rebooking and like you from the outside are like, because you don't relate to people. These people, they don't, they didn't dislike your treatment. They don't understand you. And so you're driving away people by not being able to relate better. I'm not saying change your personality, but you have to be able to understand what the person in the room who's paying you wants from you in that moment. Yeah. And this is super important, I think, as well for the people that are listening to this and think, oh my goodness, like this isn't me. Like I'm not that empathetic person because that's totally me. I'm like an X's nose number kind of guy. And so my empathy skills are things that I've learned how to do. And it's something that we coach or we tend to coach in our course kind of thing is teaching people how to develop these skill sets because at the end of the day, you can learn how to read the room. I think like when I was growing up, I was the most awkward kid ever, <laughs> ever. Hmm. And so I maybe I still am. I don't know. Maybe I'm just sitting here awkward. <laughs> no, Jack, Jack's a mindset coach too. Yeah. Talk a bit about your mindset coaching. Yeah. So that's, that's I, I'm doing a whole series right now of uh, Facebook Lives and YouTube Lives and stuff like that, just going through and coaching because there's so many tools that come down to this because you guys are naturals at it. And that's so amazing when you just naturally walk into the room and understand what somebody needs to feel comfortable and to feel safe. That's that's such a powerful thing and it's so, so important for RMTs. But I think there's lots of opportunities for people that don't have those natural innate talents because there's so much you can learn how to do through 
whatever it is, open-ended questions or some of that reflecting you're talking about kind of what emotions that I experienced and what did I bring into the treatment room that I maybe should have left out or what were they trying to share with me that I didn't pick up on. There's so much that you can do. Don't to- fucking talk about yourself ever <laughs> unless people ask. I and mean, even when they ask, Short. Don't talk about yourself. Short. People yeah. are there for them, not for you. And, and so that, that's just, just to say it's important, I guess, that, it, that you yeah. don't have to necessarily be an empath or somebody that can naturally tune into this stuff. It's very learnable. So, yeah. um, And then a lot of times, too, then you can relate to maybe there's more awkward people that come into your treatment room and you can relate to them better because you're that awkward person mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's space for, for everyone. There's tons, right? And then even if you are that awkward person, then finding a way to make that part of your branding and advertising and marketing, right? And mm-hmm. that way you can attract all the other fucking weirdos and then you all can get you, along And you guys well. can sit together <laughs> be weird exactly yeah. it's, it's like a perfect one hour i have Ali one that as an i have hour and one half. patient yeah. who's like it, of all of my people he's not a weirdo i, I have one me. patient who I, he's a really nice guy okay yeah. he is a very nice guy he's definitely socially awkward like he doesn't know how to act in certain situations he's anyway i think over the last couple of years of treating him I've made him feel very, very comfortable in our space. Like even to the point where like this was a guy who wouldn't even like look me in the eye before. And like sometimes he'll come in and he'll notice like, you know, there's a picture of my kids on the wall. He'll be like, oh, are those your daughters? It's like, they're cute. <laughs> like he's he's gotten much more comfortable like talking to me. And because I don't, I don't force him to, like you were saying, Roxanne, I don't force him to talk or whatever. He's socially awkward. He know- wants to come in and lay down and me just, do my job. You know, I check in with him. I ask him questions about pressure or what, you know, what we're doing. Sometimes I'll barely even do that. If I can tell they're really socially awkward, I'm like, I'm going to do a really nice medium pressure because this person doesn't even want to be checked. I'm going to tell you how socially awkward that guy is. He, because I know, because I'm one of them, he probably had to ramp himself up at home and in the parking lot to say, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to say something really nice about something. And I noticed she has this picture on the wall. I've kind of always wanted to say something. So today's the day I'm going to say something. Well, that's what I mean. For how long he was coming in and not saying anything. Like even when I would say, how are you? It was like, I'm fine. And he would just, like, he doesn't like to speak. So I've sort of given him the permission mission like okay we don't have to talk like we're not you know you're not coming to visit your friend here coming in because you need a massage and so he'll email me maybe every three months to book a treatment and I don't expect much out of him so every time I get a little thing like he asked about our uh um the gift from Allie Mm. Uh, the picture of us yeah, in yeah. the office. He was like, oh, what's that? How'd she do that? And I was like, he's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he gets in his car after, he's like, oh man, th- that didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> it didn't go as quick. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I should have said this instead. <laughs> But it's amazing though. Like you guys just have such an amazing ability to just kind of put yourselves out there and like share your ideas. And even if they fall flat, it's almost like the stand-up comedians. Like I have so much respect for them because they'll go and like say these jokes and they just bomb. Like how hard would it be to be in a room of people and just tell a joke and it doesn't take off at all? So like I always admire when you like you guys just have so much confidence to say what's in your head and like go over there. We're like I'm, I'm thinking like Mark, like oh my goodness, like taking notes on my jokes. I'm ready. I'm prepared for this presentation. Wait, wait. David? David, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm going to start using that. So this is a good time maybe to give people information. Like anyone who's listening that really thinks that Jack and Roxanne, you guys can help them. How do people get involved with your mastermind class? Give us details. I would encourage them to check out our webinar. It's only $17. Okay. Even, like it's cheap. Even if you are a clinic owner, get to hear some of the th- hear some of the things we say and get to know our personalities through the webinar. Uh, I even listening to this, you can hear our personalities. Um, and then 
if you're a clinic owner or you're an RMT and you're feeling lost or you've always wanted to open your own clinic or you've just opened a clinic and it's not as busy as you thought it would be or you've owned a clinic for a long time, you've always thought, let's say you're having a really hard time hiring or um, finding the right RMTs, finding the right vision, DM us. Message at massage.mentors is our handle um, on Instagram and we're massage mentor, the massage mentors. Um, I think it's massage mentors on Facebook. Anyways, DM us, message us, talk to us. And yeah, we will also do a free Zoom meeting. Jack and I were just talking about that this we morning. We just committed to that right now. Yeah. Yeah, this morning we, we spitballed it, but we'll no back. Oh, I thought you meant you just it's happening that now. Right it's on. Now. Okay. You heard it this here morning. first, folks. Um, what is how do they buy the web, a webinar or how do how do I buy the webinar? What there, if I want to buy? There's it? a link in our bio on Instagram. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, and it will take you to the webinar. Our website, I think the button says clinic owners right on our website, which is just themassagementors.com. Massagementors.com. How did you guys come up with the $17 price point just out of curiosity? Well, actually, we were going to do it for seven. And then, because we were like, we want something cheap because it's not about making money for us. It's about right. getting our name out there and getting the info out there, having people meet us. And after we filmed it, like we looked at each other and we were like, that was fucking awesome. That can't be $17. It needs to be worth more. That was great. Mm. So. Yeah, so we sold ourselves really high. We went from 7 to 17 We really yeah. stepped it up. That extra 10 bucks makes a big deal. Yeah. Huge difference. Yeah. We yeah like, no, that it, was great. That was... So it's a lot of value, especially the Vision Values Venture ebook and the basic biz financials for free. Like this Excel spreadsheet, that's worth $17 alone, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Have that business spreadsheet to organize your finances. This is like, I think one of the biggest things we talked about, right, is understanding like, I think a lot for a lot of people that haven't gone out on their own yet, that fear of like, am I ready? Do I have enough saved? Do I, am I making enough? Am I treating enough people? Like, is it the time or do I need to do more? Um, this spreadsheet is so, so helpful. And it's something that we both, uh, well, Roxanne did a lot better than I did. Actually, she has a really good story about kind of scaling appropriately, whereas I just jumped in and, and bought my uh, clinic from an existing RMT. And I think that's a personality thing, though, right? I feel like I would be Roxanne and Mark would be you. Like, I'm just going to jump in and do this thing. <laughs> yeah. And then panic every night for like six months. Trying to <laughs> what did I just do? But so all of that stress and anxiety has been funneled into this amazing spreadsheet that, that solves all of your problems and takes all of the stress away. It's the easy button for business finances. And same with the, the ebook. It gives you all the tips and tricks that you need to get that core value and that vision stuff they were talking about at the beginning of the episode squared away. And that's just the bonuses on top of the webinar for $70. Yeah. And then as for our mastermind, like, if you are the type of business owner that wants to set the intention for yourself to stay focused, to have continual growth, to have continual personal growth, to be an awesome fucking person, meet with us bi-weekly for those vibes to set those intentions, to stay encouraged, to always have a collaboration to help lead you and guide you. I love the collaborative part of it, right? Because massage therapy generally is a pretty isolating profession, right? Um, even as a clinic owner, as you said, what are you doing? You're, you're managing staff, but all of these staff are in separate rooms, private rooms, and in this case, soundproof rooms, and, mm -hmm. you know, just with their own patients. There's not a lot of um, chance to connect with other people and other clinic owners, as you said, Jack. So this is a good way to get really pumped up, right? Other people who are in the same boat as you and getting excited, and it's going to be more supportive, right? Like I think most people these days, or I'd hope most people have thrown out the idea of competition. Yeah. You know, we're not each other's competitors. We say that in our webinar. 
Yeah. Really, it's like yeah. we all share a brain. Just saying. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's not about competition, right? Yeah. We're all therapists. And if the profession is something you care about, then you want other people to be successful. You don't want, like me personally, I don't want to be like the successful RMT in, you know, a room full of RMTs who hate this entire profession because that's not going to help move anybody forward, right? So I like the collaboration. It'll be fun. I think I'll watch the webinar. It's only $17. Can I have $17? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think another thing too is consistency is so important that so many people under or overestimate sorry, I guess what they can get done in three months and so then they try and put all this stuff on their plate and then they get overwhelmed and then they kind of fall off. Whereas if you just consistently show up mm. and get a little bit done every week, I think you'd be amazed how much you can get done in a year when you show up every week consistently and like set realistic intentions for yourself and so that's another thing that we talk about weight loss of fitness is the exact same way in that sense as well sorry yeah. no no that's exactly that yeah, it, like isn't, it, set little isn't it fun listening to them because you guys are really just teaching the beginning of our business course that we I teach even that Mark uses weight loss and fitness as an example as a parallel to how to properly set goals and exactly what Jack was just saying like it can be so overwhelming if you have this massive vision but you can't figure out how to make the roadmap to get there and then you don't even recognize the small successes if you're not mapping it out, right? But if you've got this plan and every two weeks you're getting on this call and like, this is what I've done and you've got a bunch of people cheering for you. Yep. And we'll keep you accountable. Rocks right? will definitely like, keep you accountable. We'll be like, you, you said in the last call you were going to focus on this. What did you do over the past weeks to focus on that, right? Mm. Like, we'll keep you accountable. She does CrossFit every day, right? people. 10 burpees, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> do you do CrossFit next door? Yeah. Yeah, we accidentally walked in there. I forgot which door was yours. And I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. (laughs) Maybe you were, but... I know, I feel like they were talking to me. I'm like, maybe I should go work out. I mean, I'm actually in workout clothes today because... Come next door. (laughs) Nice group of people. So we're going to wrap this up so we can go do a CrossFit class right now. Yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Those days are over for me. I've I've embraced a dad bod life. It's a good life. Yeah, it is actually. I didn't think I'd enjoy it this much, but I'm fucking enjoying it. <laughs> Fat and I don't care. <laughs> See, you don't. You don't know. You don't know how freeing that is. That's right. I'm fat and I don't it's, care. It's like Vince Vaughn uh, and uh, Dodgeball. If you have no expectations, then you could never be exactly, disappointed. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now pass the Doritos. <laughs> and you just quoted Dodgeball. Yeah. As we talk about holding people accountable and saying consistent, just have no expectations. You'll never I'm be disappointed. Sitting, in life. I am Hashtag sitting quiet for everything right now. I'm not going to say. She's like, no, guys, no. We're supposed to be better people. We're like, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. I can watch people get hit by shit all day long, and it's so entertaining to me. I can watch that all day long. Except when it's our child who hurts herself yeah, multiple times a day. I mean, if it's on a screen and people are just getting hit with shit. I find it so freaking comical. I don't know why. I'm a child. I think that's what it comes down to. Before we wrap up, children, hmm. <laughs> children and Roxanne, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Before we wrap up, is there one little nugget or one final piece that's of one inspirational word I really don't advice? Like. I don't you like use nuggets. it all the time. You yeah. use it all the time. Because Dartnell always fucking talks nuggets, and I don't know why. It's your fault. Anyway. How about a gem of wisdom? A gem of wisdom. Ooh, that like sounds that. much more fancy. Than a, any, shiny, than any, a shiny nugget that's yeah any last <laughs> gems that you guys want to share before we wrap up this morning for me i think um time is money is my number one um you should always be working towards setting your business up so that you have more free time that you're not just slaving away um and hire the right people so you don't have to fucking fire them firing sucks amen <laughs> 
Sorry, mm. Jack. Anything you add? No, no. I think that's okay. perfect. I think that's perfect. Like at the end of the day, it's just that time is so important, right? Like even just getting into RMT profession in general, we have this idea we make our own schedule and we do the times we want and we have time for all this freedom. And then chances are you're working evenings, you're working weekends. And then when you buy a clinic, when you start your own clinic, then it's 10 times that because you're treating people and then you're doing bookkeeping and payroll and all this stuff. It's like, it's got to make sense for you. And we've both come at this because we've had um, injuries recently that have kind of forced us to have to take time away kind of thing to, to be more balanced. But if you're not doing that now, like I think we all have this idea that it's, it's got to be hard at the beginning and then someday in the future, life will be better. I think if you're always waiting for that someday, it's never going to come. You'll be 55 years old and you'll still be hoping for one day the business runs itself kind of thing. You've got to be intentional about how you run your business from day one. That's something Rox and I are super committed to and it's something that we will help you achieve as well. We'll transfer our excitement to other people. <laughs> TheMassageMentors.com. There's a sign up for the masterclass there. Yep. There's a sign up for the webinar. So just head over and give that a check and uh, look forward to meeting a lot of you guys soon. Yeah. Awesome. Right on. It's been fun, guys. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace. <laughs>